since we just did an episode all about taking your next big, massive 10x leap and how to let go of that incremental growth for exponential growth, I felt like it was really necessary to dive into one of the specific ways you do that because to me, this is the key to all of it. And it's all about taking strategic risks. So D.A.R.E. is not just about keeping kids off drugs anymore. We are using D.A.R.E., a framework that we've created at Luminary Leadership Code to help entrepreneurs take strategic risks so that they can step into their next levels of growth. If you're not taking these daring leaps regularly in your business, you're likely either in a season of maintenance or management or stagnation. And some of those can be intentional, and that's okay. But if you're seeking growth, risk and innovation, they're going to be a critical piece of the puzzle. So your toes, they should be on the edge of that cliff much of the time. I know it can be scary, but you are a visionary. You are seeking that next level of possibility for yourself, for your family, and for those you serve. But how do you take strategic risks versus kind of like spastic risks, right? There are some of us who are really quick to leap, but it's not always the wisest leap for us. So how do you leap with more confidence and a way to pull an ROI from that testing, that process of, you know, testing and and trying out different things? Because a risk is a test and a test can often lead to a failure. But without those failures and tests, we don't grow. So you need to take more risks and therein lies the rub. So today I'm walking you through my D.A.R.E. framework, helping you define, assess, respond, and evaluate in a loop for continued and significant growth. Let's do it. Hey, you're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz. This is the space where we equip overwhelmed entrepreneurs to become the confident, visionary leader their business, team, family, legacy need to win. After working with countless entrepreneurs over the last decade plus, I've noticed this theme. No matter the level of success they achieved, and I've worked with some incredibly successful business owners, they get to this point where they're asking, now what? You know, what am I being called to next? What does next look like? How do I get there? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact, and you want to feel less frantic and in the weeds of your day-to-day roles and instead lead with that vision and that peace and that intention and that clarity. You want to wake up each morning with that clarity and vision and the time and the margin to do what you love in your business and in your life with your family. This show is where industry leaders come to grow into their next level of achievement and purpose and impact and legacy, success in business and true legacy at home. Get ready because we both know you don't just need another strategy. It is time for your breakthrough. The framework that I'm going to walk you through today has kept me in a continuous cycle of growth and creation and challenge and innovation. Don't get it twisted. (laughs) When you choose consciously to break free of creating from a place of scarcity and comfort and protection and defense, and you step onto the field saying, I'm ready to play offense. I'm ready to do what's required to experience that exponential growth we talked about last week. It's going to come with getting a little bruised and battered, okay? There is going to be challenge. When you think about all of the incredible things in life, the one that comes to mind for me is having a baby. Okay, we envision having a child 
we think about how incredible it's going to be. We're going to have this baby. We're going to raise them up right. We're going to have so much fun. The pictures are going to be amazing. We're going to have such a deep connection. And we don't, in that dreaming phase, think about what's required to go from not having a baby to having a baby that can be incredibly challenging. Ask any parent who has carried, birthed, fed, and then raised up a baby. It ain't easy. In fact, it's probably been one of the most glorious challenges I've ever faced in my life. And I've done it four times, and I'm here to attest to the fact that the challenge never goes away. You do get stronger, you get braver, your capacity expands, but it doesn't necessarily get easier. Okay, so when you think about this beautiful vision you have for your life and your business, and you try to just kind of chip your way there safely, strategically, calmly, kind of on defense, protecting what you have, what's working, but you've got this big vision, this big, beautiful, exponential vision, there is a massive disconnect. And I'm here to shake up, wake up the entrepreneurs of the world into realizing that you cannot have that beautiful vision, the big vision. I'm not talking like comfort and safety and those things that you can build safely, you know, incrementally along the way. I'm talking like I'm living my calling. I'm doing the things that I'm meant to do. I've, you know, up-leveled myself to do it. I've built up the business that supports it. I'm living into the person I need to be both in the four walls of my own home and in my business. Like, I'm talking that, okay? You cannot have that with this safe, continuous, gentle growth. But most of us live in that safe, continuous, gentle growth, thinking and completely disillusioned to the fact that we are actually not on the path to our vision at all. And it's a very dangerous game. Because it leads to incredible amounts of disappointment or the expectation gap. Like they fall and drown in that expectation gap of doing the things we think are getting us somewhere when in reality they're taking us further away. So today's conversation is building on last week's conversation. If you haven't yet listened to episode 208, all about your big leap and letting go of that incremental growth for exponential growth... I'm going to challenge you to go back and listen to that episode, but this builds on it. This goes deeper on what's really required. So going back to the example of the baby, okay, this beautiful picture and image of expanding your family. Then you get pregnant and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to barf every two seconds, but life goes on and I have to keep going and I have to keep trucking. Man, this is really hard. What was once easy sitting down at my desk and getting work done now feels like torture because I have a trash can next to me in case I'm going to throw up mid-meeting with a client. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I'm expanding and it hurts, right? I'm aching and I'm growing and I'm emotional and I'm facing all these demons because I'm realizing, oh my gosh, I'm becoming a parent. And then you get to the stage where you're waddling around Your hips are literally like shifting apart and you are making room for this baby to come out. And if only our hips would just go a little bit wider, maybe the next part wouldn't be so freaking painful. But yet it is. Four times I've given birth to babies. Four times. Naturally given birth and walked through the, no other way to describe it, like glorious suffering. Nothing more amazing and empowering than birthing your baby, nothing more physically agonizing than birthing your baby. But I want this this baby. Like, I want this life. I want this vision for myself. And had I not walked through that path, that reckoning, that gauntlet, that 
you know, evolution of this baby growing and my body changing and then going through labor and then walking through, oh my gosh, I'm going to feed, like, I'm going to sustain life from my body now that this baby's on the outside nursing this baby and walking through all of those challenges and the hormones. It's just like you name all the things, but it's so worth it. And I'm, go- I'm going to paint a picture of how it is so worth it for you to take these risks, to do the things that are so much harder, but they yield so much more glory. And it only comes with risk. I call it DARE, this framework, because of both the encapsulation of taking risk. You're ta- it's, it's a DARE, right? Like, remember the game, truth or DARE? I always, depending on who I was playing with, would I pick truth or DARE? And dare was always a little scary if you were playing with some of your crazy friends who were, next thing you know, you were skinny dipping in a pool in January. But dare, right? That's a risk. And I also call it dare because of the four-part framework and each letter that dare represents. And I'm going to walk you through each stage of the process, but first I want to break down its importance to you and your business. I guess this is just the part where we have that moment. (laughs) We have that moment where we say, this is it. This is it. We want something so badly. We can taste it. We know we're being called to it. We know there's another level. But we have something that's worked pretty well. Feels safe. We've gotten comfortable here. We know how to do it. We know how to sell it. We know how to preserve it. We know how to pay our bills with it. To go for the thing that we're really being called to feels scary. Because we've already gone through the years of rejection and failures and trying everything until something finally sticks. And to cross over that bridge into the scary risk means letting go of that safety. It's not abandoning it. It's not saying, oh, you're starting a new business or anything like that necessarily. It's saying that what got you here won't get you there. In fact, what got you here will keep you here. Dare breaks the mold on that. If for no other reason, then it's meant for you. This is not a conversation of how do you just make more money. There are ways that you can implement strategies to do just that. I'm talking to those of you who are feeling compelled, called, magnetized to another level for you, however you define that. That might be defined partially financially, But it also might be defined like, I'm finally living into my calling to be a more present parent because I have a business model that supports that. And I've taken the necessary steps to get out of the business model I'm in that requires me to be working 60, 70 hours a week. And I'm going all in on this big venture that's really scary, but it will allow me to access the ultimately the life I want to live. It might be it's time to write the book, right? It's time to finally write the book. But man, that book's not going to pay my bills tomorrow or the next day while I'm still writing it, or for the next six months while I'm still writing it, that would be a big scary risk. But I'm really being called to it. I know it's the next thing. So it's defining what that next thing is, what you're being drawn to like a freaking moth to a flame where you just can't seem to stop it. And to ignore it is to ignore a piece of yourself that is ultimately the unlocking of your potential. So let's start with the D in the framework. Defining strategic economic objectives. I added, when I first built this framework, it was just just defining strategic objectives, okay? This is kind of the cornerstone of the development 
of this risk that you're going to take. But then I change it because I'm talking to entrepreneurs. And I think it's really important for us to define strategic economic objectives. Because when we're just setting objectives, right, when we're like, I'm just going to write that book because it's on my heart, right? If it was gifted to me in my heart, then it was made for me. I'm just going to do it and, and everything will fall into place versus having some kind of economic objective tied to that book so it's fruitful and sustainable for you. I feel like that's a wiser choice. Okay, so the journey begins with D, defining strategic economic objectives. And this is the bedrock of your entire venture. So imagine having a clear roadmap with crystal clear goals that propel you forward and are in perfect alignment with that vision. And that's the power of the D in DARE, right? So the, the goal here is to have a stress on significance of clear objectives. Because a lot of us are 30,000 foot thinkers. I am one of those people. And it's very easy for me to stay there, but never bring it down to clear strategic objectives, especially clear strategic economic objectives. So you want to think of these objectives and these specific goals as setting the stage for your success and thinking of them as that North Star that's going to guide you through the unpredictable seas of business and taking risks. And today we're not just talking theory, we're diving into the practical strategies and, you know, the interactive nature of this and how you're going to use this and leverage this to transform the way you set your goals. So when you think of that big vision, I want you then to chunk it down and say, all right, well, what's one obvious stepping stone? Because that's all a, a smart goal is to that vision. I'm going to use our growth trajectory and our plan at Luminary as an example for you. I know the reason I keep bringing up the book is because that's my reality. That's been something on my radar and in my life for a very long time that I've known I need to pursue, but it's been scary to me because we've, we've been firing on all cylinders and we're bringing in great revenue. And to pivot my energy and time to writing a book felt, I don't know, a little bit frivolous for us because I'm like, well, that's not a financially producing action. But I also know it is my big leap. Like it is the thing, right? It is taking me into another stratosphere and it will knock down the other dominoes like speaking opportunities and brand awareness and development and getting our message out into the world and serving people at a different level and, and allowing that to become part of our funnel. Like it, it matches up with all the other things. So how do I take the writing the book and turn it into an economic objective, right? So now I want to take that and determine how much time it's going to take me, how much time I'm going to invest into it each day, what other investments I might have to make if I have to have an editor or publisher, what that looks like, will we get in advance, just looking at those numbers and turning that into a clear economic objective. Another clear economic objective for us is the growth of your breakthrough year. This is a program that's been revolutionizing how people build and grow their businesses while maintaining their greatest values because it just makes it quicker and more effective to have the answers to the problems that we all face as entrepreneurs right there in our back pocket whenever we need it. So we have an economic objective of bringing in a certain amount, several hundred new Your Breakthrough Year members over the next six months. 
So that's a clear economic objective. We can see how when we lay the foundation for that objective, if we hit those metrics, it will take us into another level and it will fund some of the other pieces of the vision that we're looking to pursue. Okay, we also have an economic objective around lead generation because we know that will support both of those initiatives. So the point is, don't stay pie in the sky, get crystal clear. So the first piece of the process is defining these goals. And I want you to sit down with your leadership team or with the key players in your team or your spouse, just the relevant people in your life to this decision right? And this is at the beginning of the planning cycle for this DARE process. And this is just collaborative brainstorming sessions with the key players. And you're going to define your strategic objectives, your strategic economic objectives. Come up with no more than three. I need to digress for a sec because I know you're feeling called to your next level and you need to stop spinning those wheels and hoping your business is just going to grow or someday you're going to have more freedom or maybe you're going to finally become known in your space. And I get it because that was my reality for years. I was stuck financially and I want to share what the differentiator was between being in that plateau financially, not having freedom, not having time to breaking into several million to finally getting that momentum at my back and feeling like everything was falling into place. And the difference for me was going from trying to figure it out and testing a bunch of things and guessing as to what would work to having one mentor in my life who believed in me and was willing to pull back the curtain on his eight-figure business to show me exactly what he was doing that worked. And all of a sudden, I had the answers to the questions and the solutions to the problems and the systems and the strategy and the leadership mindset I needed to have to, to be able to lead my business to success. And that's what I've done for you. I've compiled all the resources and the templates and the systems and the strategy and the leadership wisdom and the plug and play tools into one convenient place. So when you have questions about how to increase your sales or your conversions or how to have better messaging and marketing so that you attract the right people or how to lead your business well or how to grow your team or create a team culture that just leads to this mission that is taking off all of those things, they're in one convenient place, a resource hub that we call your breakthrough year because you use it and you have your breakthrough year and you can pull from it whenever you need it. No more feeling stuck or wasting time and money. If it worked for me, if it worked for my many high-end clients, my high-performing clients, it's in there for you to leverage. So go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash leader and get on the wait list because only those on the wait list get a special discount and access to incredible bonuses like my most profitable year system and how to boost your sales and increase cash flow instantly. You guys, this one's a no-brainer. So go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash leader and get on that wait list. You then can take them and make them measurable, right? We all know SMART goals. I did not come up with this. We've all heard of it. There are other ways to talk about setting wise goals, but it's specific, it's measurable, it's achievable, it's relevant, it's time-bound, it has the deadline. And you're going to now take these ideas, right, these strategic economic objectives, and make them more concrete. What specifically do they look like? What date do you have to achieve them by? What has to go into it? All of the pieces of the puzzle. And again, you're workshopping this with the goal-setting team. Who is a part of this process? If you're a solopreneur, bring in a spouse, bring in a mentor, bring in someone that you trust that's going to hold up that mirror and say, yes, this is a wise choice. No, this doesn't make any sense. This just sounds shiny. It's not actually leading you to your vision. And the reason we do this process first is because we can then see those economic objectives and we should be able to clearly see how they connect us directly to our long-term vision. 
Okay, then we're going into A, which is assessing potential risks and upsides. The thing with taking risks, I know some personalities are averse to it. I know some personalities have a bent towards it. I have a bent towards it. I like taking risks. Like I feel uncomfortable if I'm just super complacent and comfortable. But most people just weigh the risk, right? So we set those goals. Now it's time to assess the potential risks and upsides. Don't just look at the ways things could fail. Very smart to do because you want to anticipate failure. You want to be prepared. You want to be ready. You want to know who you have to have in your back pocket that's going to support this, whether you succeed or you fail. But are you taking the time to weigh the potential upsides? When you're taking strategic risks that are directly aligned with the most beautiful vision that you could possibly have, and you look at that risk and you're like, man, there's like a 60% chance this totally flops. But there's a 40% chance that this gets us like 10 years down the road in six months. I mean, the chances are small, but if we make this happen, it could be life-changing for us. When I see there's like a 1% chance, I'm like, let's go. We can do, there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. There is a chance. So you want to assess those potential risks. Yes, picture a world where challenges, roadblocks, all of that could happen. But you're also seeing the stepping stones, the possibility that could come from taking this risk. Don't just look at the ways it could fail because that's going to deter you from pushing for it or it's going to... It's going to make you believe that you can somehow magically reach this incredible goal and vision while playing it safe. You just can't. So that's the second piece of the puzzle. You want to assess it. You want to make it really clear. You want to look at it with other people so that they can see things that you can't see. You want to look at the good what ifs and the bad what ifs, and you want to prepare for both. Now, the R in DARE is responding with agility. This is a leadership principle if there ever has been one, right? What happens when adversity strikes? That's where the R comes in because newsflash, adversity is going to strike. You don't get to do it without it being hard. Remember we talked about birthing the baby out of your little narrow hips? Not going to be easy, but so freaking worth it. So how do you respond when the struggle strikes? I've been talking a little bit more openly about the fact that like we have, when I think about how many things we've gone through over the last handfuls of years to really grow this business, I'm like, I think we're certifiably insane. And I know this to be true because sometimes I'll catch up with a friend or like a cousin or something and they'll be like, so what's going on? And I'll just start like kind of rattling off casually the things that we've been navigating. And as I see their face start to contort in pain, I'm realizing, oh, this isn't like normal stuff. Like what we're enduring and what we're navigating is so hard. And that's okay. And you kind of set that expectation that adversity will strike. So you can be more agile because you see it coming. You don't necessarily know exactly when and how, but you're like when it does, you're not crippled by it because you're not like, oh my gosh, this is hard, question mark. You're like, okay, it's hard. Here we go. It's getting tough. I was wondering when that was going to happen. How are we going to respond to it? And my husband said something to me the other day that really stuck with me because we were just having a week. Like it was a really tough week. A lot of things just kind of compiling at once. It was one of those weeks where I was catching up with somebody and they're like, oh my God, Liz, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Why? They're like, well, what you're talking about is like crazy. And 
Michael comes in the office and I was having a moment and he's like, Liz, it's all good. We're just we're just going through it. This is another opportunity to go through it. This is like this is a good thing. If we don't go through it, we don't get better. And he's like, plus, we're going to have another really cool story. And it's like, you know what? That's how we've handled it. And our agility, because we've set that expectation, has helped us grow so much and so much more quickly. We're not emotionally burdened by every struggle we face. And leaders who master this art, they don't just weather the storm. They they thrive in the storm. They are made in the storm. So when you think about how to do this, you can look at risk mitigation strategies. Like, yes, don't just throw crap at the wind. Like when you're going for big, crazy goals and a big, crazy vision, if you just wing it and you've got no systems, no team to support, no coach or mentor to really ground you and who's gone before you and say, hey, here's how you avoid these pitfalls that I fell into that cost me like a million dollars. It's not very wise. And you're going to you're going to experience more bumps and bruises, probably more like broken bones and concussions if you don't do that. So there is wisdom and risk mitigation, but you cannot mitigate all risk, right? You get in the car, it's a risk. The same thing is true in business. You can't pursue, you can't get to your destination without some level of risk. So you kind of want to have a little bit of a risk response team and you want to train each other up on what do we do when we encounter the struggles that we might anticipate? What do we do when we encounter the struggles that we didn't anticipate? And you do some of that analysis. I'm not saying in a formal way, it's just a conversation. And you develop the strategies and the systems that kind of safeguard you from the the fall being so great, right? So for us, we might pursue something that comes with some risk, but it's not something that's going to tank us if it falls through because we have those safety nets in place. We have the systems. We have the team, right? And we have the mentors who have gone before us who have helped us both grow in leadership so we're prepped for it, but they also tell us what to do in those situations so that we're not just trying to figure it out with all our resources. So responding with agility. And then the E in DARE is evaluating the outcomes. This is just the epitome of success. Evaluating um, outcomes where, you know, you look at the post-mortem or the post-implementation phase, right? Imagine this continuous feedback loop because that's the, that's the game. You have to create feedback loops in your life. If you're just doing things out into the stratosphere and then like you don't get any answers back, you're just going to make the same mistakes. You're going to take the same risks and experience the same failures over and over. When you can create some kind of feedback loop that propels your business forward, now we're cooking with gas. Now you actually get an ROI on those failures, which we did an episode on. I can tell you when. Ah, yes, we did an episode on making failure profitable. It was episode 180. Highly recommend it because it's it applies directly to what we're talking about here. And you want that ability to have real-time monitoring and adjustment strategies and those invaluable priceless wisdom and lessons that come from both the successes and the failures. So do you have processes and systems in place for you, you and your team, where each step of the process, you're pulse checking it? Like you have the data to back up why something happened and how you could do it better next time. So do you have data dashboards? Are you looking at your numbers? And the secondary piece is do you have people who are keeping eyes on things so that they can say, hey, I'm seeing kind of a red flag here. We're putting a lot of time and energy into this, but it's not producing for us. Do you think maybe we should pivot so that you can be agile? 
But then you also have times that are dedicated. We have this in our team meetings that are dedicated to looking back. Reflection. That is such, that's the leadership game. Entrepreneurs plow ahead. Leaders reflect back to know how to effectively plow ahead. And there's a big difference. So are you taking the time in reflection and contemplation? Most people don't because they don't see the value in it. But those that do, they see the value in it because they make a lot more money and they see bigger wins and they experience that vision that they're seeking. So how are you evaluating the effectiveness of your risk responses and how you're implementing and collecting feedback and reviewing outcomes against your objectives and your goals and just tweaking your way to victory? I know I say it all the time, but it is true. Like champions tweak their way to success. They're not just like, okay, here's the risk. We're going to take the leap and we'll see how it lands. It's like, no, it's like a thousand decisions between here and there. A thousand struggles that they have to problem solve and figure out to get to the other side. So you may as well make it of value going through those struggles. And that's this process. So to wrap up, DARE, defining strategic economic objectives, assessing potential risks and upsides. Don't leave those upsides off the table. Learning to respond with agility and having processes and systems to do that and evaluating the outcomes with your team and other key players. Some of the best practices for this, fostering a culture of risk and innovation and open communication within your team. The second thing you can do is regularly just update and touch base on how you assess risk, right? How you change and tweak things when you get the information in that feedback loop to say we could do it a little bit better next time. This is such an incredible framework to leverage, and it's not complicated. It's actually quite simple. And the easiest way to determine whether you're leveraging it already or not is just asking yourself, am I playing defense or am I playing offense? Am I playing small or am I going for the big dream? Right? Have I been willing to take the risks necessary And have I been willing to step into the shoes necessary to achieve the vision that I want? Or am I just over here busting my butt, working my life away for a vision that I'm not even on the path towards? That's the wake-up call. That's the wake-up call. Thank you for tuning in. If this spoke to you, please share it. It means so much to us. And if you haven't yet, please leave us a review. We find them so helpful, but it also helps us bring in better resources for you as we get the word and mission out there into the world. So thank you for taking the time to listen and tune in next week. I hope today's episode gave you what you needed. If it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next powerful episode. And I know it's so cliche to ask for a review. It always feels weird asking for one, but you guys, that makes a huge impact on the show. We read every one of them and it helps us get incredible guests to serve you. Don't be shy. I love connecting with our listeners. You can follow along on Instagram when I'm on there at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question or a guest you have for us, reach out, share your thoughts. You can connect at marketing at luminaryleadershipco.com. And we do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve you. Thanks for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. Tune in next week to keep building your legacy and becoming the confident visionary leader you are meant to be.